you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome back to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing with me as my co-host, Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Tyson, I'm doing fantastic. Things are good here in uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. No complaints. I'm looking forward to today's topic because it's something that I think everybody needs to be aware of and i think there'd be a few podiatrists out there who who aren't paying attention to this particular aspect of the marketing so tell us what the topic is well we're going to be talking about something today that i think most people either you know carry in their pocket have it in their purse um a gun basically talking we're talking about guns are we because oh, uh, you're american sorry <laughs> oh, that, that, was, is... that was wrong i shouldn't have said that do you own a gun anyways what's that do you own a gun no, I live in Canada. We oh, guns yeah, you like don't have us. guns up here. Yeah, we don't have them either. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Now, it's back okay. on something we can all carry in our pockets. Something we all carry in our pockets, uh, a mobile phone. So, you know, these days we live in a mobile first world and we kind of dig into what that means because I think there's a lot of people out there. Um, if you're my age or Tyson's age, maybe you're younger, but uh, most of us had kind of our first interaction with the internet uh, with a desktop computer but yeah. things have changed over the last 10 15 years since the introduction of the iphone um, and it has some pretty interesting impacts on the way people you know try to get patients uh, you know basically market their practice how they can be you know seen and visualized by podiatry or patients uh, for their podiatry clinic in their local area so there's some kind of interesting things we'll jump into today about that it's true though you think of your habits of when like you said we, we all, all have it on us. It's with us all the time. We use it for payments everywhere you go now. And usually when some, how many times will you be with somebody, somebody will talk about a subject, a topic, a service, and the first thing we oh, I'll just Google that. You don't even ask your wife anymore. because you Remember that shirt I had, I don't need Google. Uh, my wife knows everything. Now, no, Google knows more. <laughs> well, Google knows a lot more. There's all these like chat um, AI systems now out there that can give you like full, fully formed answers to all your questions. It's kind of creepy, but um, but yeah, I think that's a huge thing. You know, like my son and I this this past year were you know watching the World Cup on TV, and he's wondering where Morocco is, where Australia is, where Spain is, and all you do is you pull out your phone, and then all of a yeah. sudden you can say, hey, that's there, that's there. You know, it's, it looks small on this map, but it's a long ways away. So they have really changed the way that. People, you know, ask questions, get answers, um, you know, whether it be through text, voice, um, video conferencing. It's the ways that people communicate these days. And, um, you know, like it, it can be a bit of a paradigm shift or a change for people that, you know, came up in the 90s or the 2000s because um, it is not that desktop computer anymore. Yeah, you can still, you know, we'll pull up websites on the uh, on your desktop i work on my desktop a lot i know you work on your laptop quite a bit but you know when people are searching for things that phone is always with them and one thing that, that i've noticed is that um the majority of the traffic that's coming to the clinic websites i work with it's usually about i would say somewhere between 70 and 80 percent of the traffic they get is on a mobile device uh not a tablet not you know like a laptop but uh, an iphone an android phone uh, and that's really, really important for a number of different reasons. And it, but it used to be two years ago, if you went to someone's website and you had it on your desktop or laptop, it looked great. You would never look up their website on your phone because it looked like a dog's breakfast. You couldn't see anything. It was you had to zoom in. 
So you just went, there's no way I'd ever do that. And which is why what people have to be aware of. Now, I think that's a perfect example. Not only was it, you know, it was basically just kind of like a business card for your web, for your clinic, right? Like it just yeah. had contact information, a phone number. It wasn't very graphically interesting. Uh, also didn't load very fast. Back in the days, I remember when, you know, mobile internet was something where it would take minutes for a website to load. And it was a very frustrating user experience. But now it's so fast on all these, either through Wi-Fi or through these different mobile networks, um, it can really load quickly. So it's it's super important um, that, you know, since 80%, up to 80% of the traffic to your clinic website is coming from mobile, is that you have a very user-friendly mobile version of your website. It's probably more important than desktop version. And that's um, it's a bit of a, a shift in mindset for people because we're so used to thinking, at least my generation is like website on desktop. And then, yeah, you Google things and you look at websites. Um, but it's really important to have that design where you're displaying not only your expertise, um, but a way to either make an appointment or call the clinic, which is super simple and super you know, designed in a way that makes it easy for that person searching for who you are. So, you know, really implementing a mobile first design that connects with people and kind of converts into appointments and makes it simple for them is, is super important these days. So the mobile first design too would also apply to how people construct their, if they're doing email newsletters. No, that exactly. You want to make sure that you have a, a newsletter provider that does have, a you know, because a lot of times as well, like you said, like on a desktop or a laptop is where you make them, but if people consume them on their mobile phone, you need to make sure there's a way to assess what that mobile version of that email is going to look like. Because if you have some massive image that doesn't scale down or there's certain ways that either you or your marketing team or your marketing provider uh, works on that newsletter, they need to make sure that, like you said, it's that there's a mobile version of it that's readable. Um, it's not in like teeny tiny font, but the font's not too big. <laughs> you know, it, it, it has to be kind of that that right, you know, that Goldilocks, you know, just right um, level uh, for the images and the font in those uh, those newsletters. I think you've got to be really aware when people are, whether it's your website or anything, how it actually looks on the mobile phone. Yeah, because there's these kind of responsive websites. It's not like you necessarily have to build one website and then build a mobile website. Usually there's these themes that people use to build websites, whether it be WordPress or other types of uh, Squarespace, other types of website providers. But it has to be you know, a reasonable looking, like you said, like uh, something that makes sense from a, a font and the layout. It has to kind of highlight your expertise, but also make it easy to either, you know, fill out a quick form. I think forms is another thing that sometimes looks bad on mobile. Yeah. You know, if there's not, um, if they're using software for the forms that doesn't really scale well, or like you said, if it's off center or it's not, you know, sometimes you pull up a, a mobile website and you have to kind of like move around it. It's <laughs> instead of just scrolling up or down. If it, if you have to move around, it's probably a sign that it's not a very responsive website. So I'm uh, making sure they're building something that's going to you know, whoever's building your website, making sure it looks good on mobile is a is a really really important part of the design process. And I suppose it's one of those things too. Unless you're a, you're a service or something that someone just really desperately needs, they may overlook a bit of having to move around on a on a mobile phone if it's a bit of a pain in the ass. But for the average yeah, person who has just come to your website and they want information, if they come to it and they go and they they get annoyed. You know what? There's another four podiatrists in your area. They can go and check out their website. And if it's easier to navigate on a mobile phone than by going, 
well, that was more professional, therefore they must be more pro- I think it's a good reflection on what your business is actually like. No, exactly. It's like it's your chance to make that first impression, right? Like, you know, we make digital first impressions these days. So if if you're like people's clicking through like a link on Google or from Google My Business, Google Business Profile or through an ad or through your Facebook, you want there to be this like seamless um, connection between those different sites onto your your main website. And it has to be, you know, one thing we touched about design a little bit, but also the speed is important. Um, that it loads quickly and it looks good. Uh, sometimes, you know, as kind of mobile internet gets faster and faster, this becomes less of an issue. But sometimes, you know, if someone's only testing it, um, maybe a mobile device, let's say someone's developed your website and they're only testing it on a strong Wi-Fi signal, yeah. you know, you don't have to live too, too far away, but maybe there's a place that only has 3G or 4G and it's a little bit, you know, the, the more the larger the images are, or if there's like a video that takes a long time to load on your homepage or something, that can be a you know if it's two or three seconds longer than somebody really wants. It's like you said, you know, if they're having to kind of sit there and wait for the website to kind of chug and load everything, people, you know, especially the younger generation these days are very impatient when it comes to letting things load. Mm. So I'm maybe it's two or three. <laughs> oh, am I impatient? <laughs> You're an impatient uh, loader. Uh, well, there's a program Libsyn that I upload my other podcast here, Podiatry Legends, and they've up they they improved their website went from Libsyn four to Libsyn five. It takes so long to load on my desktop. It's even worse on the mobile phone, and I sit there the whole time just going, "This is annoying the living crap out of me." And and sometimes it's taking 10, 15 seconds to load. I don't know what the problem is, but it's enough that if I was first looking at them, it's only because I've been with them for so many years now, I'm like, okay, I'll put up with it. I'm not prepared to move. But if I was looking at it for the first time as a as a consumer, as a patient, I would have I never would have gone there. I would have just left. It's that bad. Yeah. It can be difficult, right? I think I think as technology gets faster, our our ability to kind of be patient and wait for things is less and less and less. So yeah, I, I can completely relate. Um, can I, show you, can I what... show you one of the world's <laughs> worst online versions of a, of a web page? In fact, the web page sure. itself is no good to start with. And I feel really bad saying this. I'm not going to say the name unless you said we should. And this video may never be released. So I don't <laughs> know if you can actually see this one. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure we can do that. <laughs> is this the world's worst? <laughs> <laughs> online ver- mobile version of a website i was showing someone the other day we, we looked it up because t- i'm designing a new website and well, i had a look at this one and they went my god they said that is so bad and so then we looked at the mobile version as well and they went well that's even worse would you agree that that's a really really bad version yeah for sure it's not uh we can't i think they it, have a they have a real, <laughs> I'd rather not. I'm sure everyone that's listens to the podcast from the US knows probably the most archaic, oldest looking website in our profession. And um, I think it is one of those things where they've they've been around for so long that uh, whether it's a financial thing, they just don't want or, or, or don't really want to take all of their archives and update it into something more modern looking. But yeah, it definitely is not the best user experience for sure. Oh, it's terrible. But the the magazine itself is great. No, it's a good magazine. No, it is for a good I've magazine. written a few articles there, so yeah. Yeah, but not talking about Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't written any articles there yet. Maybe uh, in the future. But um, so where should people start? Along- like, if there's a podiatrist and they they are listening to this now and they go, "Oh my god, I better go and look at mine." They look at their 
uh, website on their phone and they go, oh, it's not tidy. It is a bit messy. It's hard to navigate. What should they do? Yeah, I think before jumping into like the solutions, I think there's one other really important aspect of the kind of mobile first um, world we live in. And that's the real aspect that kind of understand these mobile phones now have kind of two areas um, or two technologies within them that really help kind of pinpoint where you're located. So obviously, they all have GPS associated with them. You know, you pull up Apple Maps or Google Maps or whatever, and you see that blue dot, and that's where you're at. Yeah. Um, but there's also a secondary way that um, that they can kind of get a general idea of what location you're in, and that's through what's called your your IP address. And that IP address basically is tagged to every device that you have. And um, you know, maybe it's not your direct location, but they know that your computer connects to the internet in this general location. So um, it's important because. Um, you know, whenever you're you're looking at Google results or different types of results, whether it be for podiatrist near me or find your local barber or a Thai restaurant or something, they're pinging that either GPS or that IP address and giving you very relevant results. So, you know, whatever you're searching for, your patients are also searching for. So being kind of locally relevant and understanding there is kind of a local component and a geographic component to your mobile device, which provides different types of results, right? So if you're typing, you know, how to fix um, your muffler, you're not gonna get like a map and others. Maybe you get like car repair shops, videos about how to, you know, DIY your muffler repair. Um, it will be a little bit different than if you type in like podiatrist near me. So um, understanding that kind of that IP address or that GPS built into your phone is really affecting not only the results you're seeing, but also the results you're, patients are seeing and, and they move based on what geographic location you're in. I think most people are savvy enough to realize that, but it can really impact um, that local visibility. Uh, if you're making Google ads, obviously, you know, or different types of advertising, you know, containing them in a certain GPS or certain IP addresses and certain zip codes are ways to promote your clinic. Um, so no, knowing that these mobile phones um, have that capability kind of changes the game. It's no longer having to like put something into a new, you know, an ad into a newspaper and then know it's going to be seen by everybody in that city. You can really keep it to specific locations and geographic areas um, when, when doing your um, marketing or your ad buys um, uh, online. They're amazing things. Like the mo mobile phones today, what they can do and what we're using them for. I can't wait to see what are we going to be using it for in the next five or ten years. It's just going to be just it will it will be it will be your whole life it will be on that phone. It's pretty close to it now. And I think at some point too, maybe I don't know if it's going to be glasses. Obviously, there's these huge contraptions that either Facebook or maybe Apple's going to release one in the future. These like kind of like goggles or some type of like smart screen. Um, that might be the next way that. Um, you know, maybe the phone will go away and we'll just have these glasses or something we put on our head uh, to give us kind of either augmented reality, not necessarily VR, virtual reality, but I'll be interested to see kind of what that technology advances as well. Um, that's also obviously mobile, but just a different, you know, instead of have, us having the screen or that screen in our pocket, we have it, you know, kind of a heads up display in a way. Yeah, because we're all going to end up with tumors in our leg. <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> Oh, because I remember that was something ages ago. We were talking about because people holding the phones near the ear, what effect is that going to have? 
with uh, with that, which is why they were recommending headphones. But anyway, getting back to uh, 2023, back to reality, <laughs> not into the future, what should podiatrists be doing? Uh, yeah, do, are there a couple of solutions that they should be looking at or things that they can do to to make changes and get the best out of uh, their website? Yeah, I think that first step is really kind of like stepping back and kind of taking a look at your website from the perspective of a patient. Um, so pulling out your mobile phone, maybe you're you know away from the office on lunch, or you know maybe you're off on vacation doing something, um, and just get a general sense of like what is it like to kind of let's say you're imagine you have a certain diagnosis or a certain part of your foot hurts, and you search Google or you search uh, a search engine in your local area. Uh, what is that mobile experience you have on your phone if you're looking for a solution to that problem? You know, does it require like eight different taps? Does it is the text small on your website when you're trying to find something? Um, maybe even hand the phone to your a friend or your wife or to someone else and try to have them say, hey, like imagine that you have um, heel pain and you wanted to make an appointment in my clinic. How would you do that? And watch them do that. Um, sometimes we, you know, if we don't look. If we kind of you know, we know what we want to do on our website, maybe we've used our website a lot of times. But for someone that's not familiar, you know, how easy is it? Is it easy for your mom or is it easy for your mm. grandmother to navigate that? So you know, having kind of a circle of people around you, kind of take a look at it. Obviously, you and your staff probably see it all the time, so it's second nature. But someone outside of your staff or yourself, just to kind of like get an idea of what that looks like. And then you know, if, if things are going well, people are you know two taps or they you know allow them to be like critical um you know obviously if they're too close to you maybe they're just gonna gonna tell you what you want to hear but um i think it is important to kind of get a, a different perspective on what that mobile version of your website looked like because you know if 80 percent of the traffic uh to your clinic is coming through there that's a huge opportunity you know if you get an additional five or ten percent people to make an appointment um you know if you have you know ten thousand you know if you have 2,000 or 1,000 people coming to your website every single month, you know, getting an additional 5 or 10% of people to make appointments can be have a huge impact on your practice, whether it's the the ideal patient or uh, maybe you'll have to start filtering. You're getting so much, so many people to your <laughs> website that uh, you'll have to filter them to other clinics in your local area because um, they're not your ideal patients. Yeah, yeah, but I've said that before that even people with ugly kids think they look good. <laughs> no, for sure. Because it's your baby. It, your, your baby's beautiful. For other people, might look and go, yeah. but because you see it all the time. And how many times have you read something? Your staff have read. Everybody who's so close to it reads it. It all seems fine. You post it, and then three days later, you'll be looking at something you've posted online, it could be social media, Facebook, and you read it. and You go, "How did I not notice? I've spelt that wrong. I mean, it's so yeah. wrong." And then you read it, and, you go, and it's so obvious that it's wrong. Or you've posted it, and someone goes. Oh, do you know you've spelt this wrong? And it totally changes the context of what you said. But you read it 10 times. So I think sometimes if you've been looking at your own website for so long and, and navigating your own website, you know how it works. You just flick through it so quickly. Whereas, like you said, someone who's it's their first-time experience, if they find it clunky or they're asking you questions, oh, so where am I supposed to go from here? Or what, what's this button mean? Then you need to do something about it. No, I think that's a good point. I think there's, you know, I don't think we've talked about this in the past, but I think there's an opportunity for podiatrists to really, you know, reconnect with some of their you know, classmates or reconnect with some of their uh, residency mates to really kind of like, you know, have a little bit of 
additional communication and, and some constructive conversations around different topics, not only websites and things, but this is one topic you could bring up is, you know, like yeah. what's, what's working for you on your website? Would you t mind taking a look at mine and, you know, see what you think about it? Um, and just getting some initial feedback uh, from a podiatrist, maybe he's made a little more tech savvy. Um, the other option too is, you know, uh, send us a message, you know, go to podiatry.marketing and I'm happy to give a, a little bit of uh, constructive feedback to folks um, at no charge. Just say, hey, like this, this and this probably could be improved. Um, uh, so, yeah, definitely reach out, you know, podiatry.marketing, send us a message and I'm happy to give kind of some quick um, tidbits about things that I found that, that work. Um, and I know that uh, this is something you work on with your clients, too, when you're doing your coaching, Tyson. So there's definitely some opportunities there um, for people that are in the day to day like yourself and myself to, uh, to really help some podiatrists um, improve uh, their website so they can really uh, capitalize on this opportunity as we kind of move into or kind of deal with this kind of mobile first world we live in now. Yeah, and some people may think, oh, I don't want to ask a question because I don't want to sound stupid. But they reckon the stupid person is the one who doesn't ask the question and continues to do the wrong thing. And this applies to your team as well. I'm sure you'd much rather have a team member come up to you and say, well, I'm thinking about injecting this in the patient. And is this right? <laughs> you'd rather them ask you that than them not asking it and doing the wrong thing. So I think this is exactly the same thing. You get a question around this particular topic is just ask the questions. And and you may find that the answer is really, really simple. I couldn't agree more. And go and check out. If you haven't looked at your own website for a while on just your mobile phone, just if you're listening to this now, as soon as you get off and you've written the, uh, you've got your phone in your hand, one, first thing you need to do is write a review for us on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Then go and look at your own website and, and see what it looks like. That sounds like a plan. Okay, you got anything else to say before we wrap up? No, I think uh, I think it does take it an oppor this opportunity to kind of step back, though, right, and realize we do live in this mobile first world. Um, whether you know you spend a lot of time on a desktop in your clinic, uh, just know that your patients and people in your local area are just pulling out their phones. They they they've got it in their pocket and their purse, and uh, it's a huge opportunity to really. Uh, uh, continue to grow and improve your practice by having something that's appealing, functional, and helps them, uh, you know, make appointments for your practice. Yeah. And you said it's, it's like 80% of people are using their mobile phones these days to check out websites. So everyone's, if they're not, if they're not thinking about that or taking that on board, uh, you're crazy. <laughs> so, all right, Tyson. Uh, okay, Jim, good talking to you. And uh, I'll talk to you again next week. With another, I, like I won't tell you the topic yet. It's a secret. It'll be fun. Though. All right. Sounds great, man. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.